If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Though there there has been no decision as to when that season would start, it could very well uh, have to begin after the first of the year as well. But... That has not been determined uh, in in the Big Ten, so we'll see where that goes. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washed, as you just heard, Nebraska Athletic Director Bill Moose on Tuesday night kind of discussing the hypotheticals of when a college basketball season will start. And uh, we're pleased to be joined on the show by Nebraska basketball assistant coach Matt Abdelmazi. And, Coach, I want to get right to that. There have been four models tossed out there about a hypothetical of when the college basketball season will start play. Just from your conversations with Coach Fred Hoiberg, where are you guys leaning? What would be your choice of those four options that have been laid out there on the table? It's great to be back with you guys. Uh, Ultimately, for us, we just want to play basketball. So whatever option they choose, we're going to be ready to go. We've been really fortunate enough to have – almost our entire team here for the majority of the summer. Uh, certainly uh, to us, seems relative to everywhere else that we're, we're in a great position when it comes to that. and The support that the university and, and the state government has given with the accessibility and all the protocols set up within the university has been tremendous. Our guys have abided by all of them, and it's put us in a position where we haven't had any stop in in our daily activities with our guys um but when it comes to the start i mean ideally listen if you could start on time you know uninterrupted that's awesome but at the end of the day those problems are way above my pay grade and you know ultimately feel very comfortable that the ncaa is going to make the right decision that uh is is in the right uh benefit for for the student athletes well, I guess you know for your guys right now, uh, you know you've been, you talked about what they've been able to do kind of up to this point. I know that there's talk about um, maybe reaching a decision on the start of the schedule uh, sometime next month, but uh, you know it seems like the guys are kind of in flux right now. Um, you know, obviously not knowing when the season is going to start, and then some of the aftermath of um, the the measures taken by the university to I guess cut back costs in the athletic department, uh, particularly losing out on the training table. Just just what have you guys has your guys been going through, and and as a staff, uh, what types of things are you doing to, to keep them I guess focused and and on track, and not kind of getting uh, too down about uh, just the whole reality of the the current situation. Well, to me, in a situation like this and in, in any crisis, I mean, you need to have elite leadership. We're fortunate enough with uh, Fred Hoiberg being the head coach. The communication's always on point, all the way dating back to, to April. 
when things were really starting to take off and, and things were shutting down, you know, constant communication with our returning players about where things are at, what the protocols will look like, you know, what it's going to look like when they get back. And that hasn't changed since we have our guys here. You know, we're constantly talking to them about what exactly is going on. Every Wednesday, we have a yoga session. And after the yoga session, coach always sits the guys down and talk about a wide range of topics, you know, specifically a lot of it always usually has to do with current events and, and all the, the tension that's going on around the country and just making sure there's an open dialogue and, you know, they ask questions and, you know, the, the dialogue has been so productive. And um, on top of that, just with what's going on in, in the state of college basketball, that's a time we always use. So, you know, we're trying to give them updates literally once a week. If there's anything that comes up, coach immediately talks to them about it. So I think what has, that has caused a ease in frustration and stress and doubt from our players, um, and they've been phenomenal at focusing on what they can control. That's the big thing that we keep stressing to them is, you know, we really feel like this season is going to be about which team is most disciplined and not so much on the court but off the court on just properly making sure they abide by whatever protocols are set in place and up to this point, our guys have done nothing but a phenomenal job with that. Yeah, I was going to just ask you just kind of where um, you know your impression of the team is right now. I mean, obviously got a lot of voluntary workouts in, not a lot of just full team work. But uh, you know, given mm-hmm. that the importance of you know this needing to be a, a disciplined, unified team, and you know, you you finally just got back uh, your your complete scholarship roster on campus at the start of the school year. Uh, I guess how has that mm-hmm. process gone in terms of just building the locker room, building that chemistry, and becoming you know one one unified team? Yeah, we're, we're really pleased and, and, uh, ecstatic about the group of players that are going to represent the University of Nebraska this season. They work extremely hard. The chemistry has taken care of itself. And that to me is a, is an ingredient that's the most powerful in correlating to success. And we, uh, feel like that has happened. We haven't had to do much of anything to create that atmosphere of togetherness they've done it on their own a lot of that has to do when you deal with older experienced kids that know that this is their last go around they have to make it work uh they're going to make it work and we've seen that on a daily basis in our program um it certainly seems like they're very together um they get along the competition on the court has been phenomenal they challenge each other and there's no hard feelings they're not sensitive which is another great sign of of a really strong cohesive group that is going to stay together through a difficult time um just their overall work ethic uh, is is night and day you know and of course we've talked about it guys at length you know when you take over a program that has so many openings when you walk into the door you know for us we knew that the first year was going to be challenging and and not even challenging just on the court just challenging at building a program building a culture that you can see as sustainable. Nebraska basketball assistant coach Matt Abdelmazi joining us here on the Husker Online show as we hit on a number of different topics. What else you got, Robin? Well, yeah, Matt, I know you obviously can't talk about specific recruits, nor nor would you, but uh, I just wanted to get maybe a, a rehash of your guys' recruiting philosophy in 
rebuilding Nebraska basketball and specifically when it comes to high profile recruits and, you know, guys that maybe would be locally or have really high fan interest, uh, you know, how do you balance, you know, just the, uh, the recruiting profile while also putting together what you need and what would be actually be a fit for, for the program you're trying to build? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I mean, in-state recruiting is always an important priority to any program in the country. And for us specifically, you know, certainly we want to attract the best players to come to Lincoln. And we know that eventually there'll be kids that grow up, a generation that grows up, seeing Nebraska win consistently at a high level where they can call that their dream school. So with that being said, you have to be realistic when you approach this. We've only been in Nebraska for 15, 16 months, and we know the season that we had. It was challenging, and that's where we pride ourselves on just attracting the best talent possible with however, whatever avenue um, that leads us down, whether it's via high school, JUCO, international, transfers we've always pride ourselves on that and with that comes a unique style of of building a roster um you know ideally for us our mindset has always been to to get old and stay old uh to put us in a position to to win at a high level and you know we'll continue to always do that and when i say get old and stay old you know yeah you're taking older kids whether that's juco kids and transfers experienced kids that are mature and then you sprinkle it in with your you know one two or three high school kids and um you know they're able to get on the job training i like to call it and uh you know mature in front of your eyes and hopefully grow into being a a high level player for yourself um but there's no denying 40 percent of men's basketball student athletes transfer by their sophomore year there's no denying that. There's no running away from that. It is what it is. And the transfer game in the spring has somewhat turned into equivalent to what NBA free agency is. And there's no NBA organization that's building through exclusively the draft. Um, you know, in NBA history, there might be a few organizations that have hit the jackpot on getting multiple players that have been huge impact guys. And, you know, that's how we look at the transfer market is, is, you know, it's an opportunity to get a seasoned player that most likely has proven themselves at whatever level they came from and to step right in and, and contribute at a high-level Big Ten uh, competition. But, you know, um, we're always going to make sure we do our due diligence with any player that comes across um, our desk with whatever background they have, wherever they're coming from, and uh, always put – the program in a position where we're attracting the best players we can get here because we know that eventually, like I led with when you asked this question is when, when you're playing on TV and you have a number beside your name, that is what we're playing for at Nebraska is we want to be looked at as a program that is in the top 25 week in and week out where the exposure is there to where kids realize that this is something they want to be a part of. And, you know, we feel like we're well on our way there with the group that we have going into year two. And, and you know, we feel really good about putting together a great 2021 class 
that uh, you know will attract high-level players from all kinds of parts of the country, and you know, and that's what we'll do. You know, piece by piece, we can build it. And you know, the great thing about our sport is, you know, one player can change the trajectory of everything that you're doing. And uh, you know, we'll, we that are are going to change what Nebraska basketball is perceived as, and we're really excited about that. Well, Coach, we really appreciate the time and uh, look forward to getting a chance to talk to you here over this extended off season as we ramp up things here for 2021. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Matt. All right, Nebraska basketball assistant coach Matt Abdelmazi, our guest. When we come back, we'll take your questions in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.